Our knowledge of the external world is central to our lives as rational agents and human beings as we go about engaging with the world in every step we take. How can there be an external world if the knowledge we have of it is purely determined by how we're designed as epistemic agents? The problem affects the advanced sciences most. Due to the referential norm, science aims to discover basic joints of nature. If the world itself is a construction of science, what is there to discover? However, there's also the striking fact that the human mind can find mathematical forms all over nature. These collective joints suggest a strong notion of reality grasped by human beings. The scientific mode of inquiry is not available in common life. Does that mean that our lives are mostly lived in phenomenal fiction? And one fundamental breakthrough is to the nature of reality. Tagore and Einstein have a conversation. Tagore makes the obvious point that physics itself is a human enterprise, as with any other human creation like music, poetry, painting, and sculpture. A range of Tagore's poetry is analyzed at this point to show that one way to grasp the world is to simply live in the world in terms of the rich experiences furnished thereof. Now, in a separate breakthrough as to understanding time, space, and reality, Immanuel Kant, in the critique of pure reason, described time as an a priori notion that, together with other a priori notions such as space, allows us to comprehend sense experience. Kant denies that either time or space are substance entities in themselves or learned by experience. He holds rather that both are elements of a systemic framework we use to structure our experiences. Spatial measurements are used to quantify how far apart objects are, and temporal measurements are used to quantitatively compare the interval between events. Although space and time are held to be transcendentally ideal in this sense, they're also empirically real, i.e. not mere illusions. In a third breakthrough into understanding reality and the human experience happened on March 14th, 2019, when Angry Orchard launched a first-of-its-kind augmented reality app called Cider Plus Food. It featured a unique augmented reality that brought delicious cider pairings to life. As the first mobile platform to focus on hard cider and food pairings, the app unlocks a range of mouth-watering recipes that pair perfectly with a refreshing can or bottle of Angry Orchard Hard Cider, giving drinkers a new way to enjoy cider for any occasion and, most importantly, at the table. Today at the table, which is firmly bounded in reality, I sit across from my friend with no augmentation in between, Nick Patry, and we're going to discuss Angry Orchard crisp apple hard cider wow. cheers what an intro off the dome what yep. an intro i took philosophy in college philosophy 99 mm. Why do they start the courses at 101? Now, that's a question that brings into question our very reality. <laughs> so, Nick and I sat down to record this episode and discovered wow. that Angry Orchard built this augmented reality app. <laughs> yeah. And ostensibly, what you do is you scan the bottle. Yes. And it will superimpose on the label. <laughs> it will augment the reality. It will augment your reality by superimposing on the label head cider maker Ryan Ryan Burke. And he's going to tell you that, you know, your 
crisp apple pairs with a pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> so we we tried to do this, and the app yeah. just fundamentally doesn't work. That's too bad. It's really too bad. You tried it for a while. I took some pictures of you trying to scan the bottle. Nothing ever registered. There's a reset button on that screen on the app. The reset button doesn't work. It needs a reset itself. <laughs> uh, so, you know, some marketing company and later digital... Uh-huh. company got paid in the order of hundreds of thousands of dollars to create this app and campaign <laughs> and this is where it sits but two years later and the app itself yeah we can get into the the company decisions to create mm-hmm. an augmented reality and app. i hope we do but the app itself is telling you what food pairs with angry orchard <laughs> and i couldn't get it to scan the bottle and so then I went directly to the recipes and pairings just to see their recommendations. <laughs> Every single one was hidden behind a lock screen. It said you have to scan in order to unlock the Gotta pairing. collect them all, Joe. <laughs> Better go back to that uh, grocery store, buy the rest of them. See if any one of them will scan. Yes. <laughs> unlock the recipes. The knowledge of which is held by Ryan Burke at Angry Orchard <laughs> and him alone. And you can then watch him on your own label through your phone. Yes, while you're holding the bottle behind your phone's right. camera. Ask ask the brewery or bar that you're at to turn the music down because you want to try <laughs> yeah. to hear yeah. Ryan Burke. Hey, shut that Super Bowl off. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to Ryan Burke's suggestions. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, weird idea. There, there certainly was someone with a head on their shoulders in that boardroom making these decisions who looked at someone else and maybe just silently was like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Why are we making an augmented reality experience that scans our fucking bottles? Yeah. And, and the only thing it does then is do a pairing. It doesn't like actually do augmented reality. It doesn't put stuff in the screen of your phone. It's just on the bottle. It's just on the bottle. <laughs> you see the guy do this food pairing. You're right. They probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this yeah. app. Yeah, and wasted hours of Ryan Burke's time as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes to show, we talked about this a little bit, but like most things that are made in large corporate settings yeah. have no point. No. Uh, they're just being made to spend the money that was allocated for X thing, in this case, marketing and innovation, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> And then it gets shit on two years later when it doesn't work or the cost to maintain it are too high, and they move on to the next thing. Hey, free market capitalism, it's a perfect <laughs> it's <beautiful>. system. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so to your point, we went to the Angry Orchard website, and there's no mention of this app anymore. <laughs> right. I could only find it in the press release and in the Wikipedia article. I would say the website, it seems like they've sank some time and upkeep into the website looks pretty nice they have a bunch of pictures on there yeah though they are from their tap room in new york which is you know that's only relevant to a certain subsect of people yeah in driving distance of i think it said walden new york or something which i have no idea where that is in walden fields (laughs) the poppies grow um i think it makes sense to do the specificity apples grow Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think it makes sense. If I would have, if my augmented reality would have shown me <laughs> apple groves, I would have pictured myself there. <laughs> you know, augmented reality really benefit comedy. Instead of you mm. having to improvise through your imagination, mm. we'll augment your reality for you. 
And when I say like the wheels are made of bubble gum, I'll actually make a car in front of you with bubble gum wheels. Wow. And you'll be able to react to it. (laughs) (laughs) Is this like slime time live? Yes. It's like slime time. It's slime time technology. Wow. It's just like what they did with the Mandalorian when they put the people in the crucible or whatever he calls it. John Favreau. So they don't oh, do right. green screen. I, They're like literally right. in the screen. Right. And well, that's kind of cool. Well, that's what augmented reality technology is going to do for comedy. No, it wouldn't uh, be cool in that context. <laughs> Stop. Um, hey, Angry Orchard. I don't want tech to get into the comedy. <laughs> I do. I think it's a good idea. Uh, guess what? Twitter's already shaping comedy as we know it. Well, that's true. Um Angry Orchard's website being location-specific makes sense, Nick. What, who, nobody goes to these fucking websites besides, besides you and me. That's true, too. And maybe people, yeah, who live within driving distance of it are going to it to check out the menu or whatever. Make reservation. The, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. I am. But then why sink so much money into making it look nice? You could see that Angry Orchard's throwing money at a marketing budget. Yeah. <laughs> they made an and augmented some external, yeah. external agency that's like the nephew of the head of marketing at Angry Orchard. That's right. Runs and, and everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah, there's it, Ryan Burke himself. If you're out there and you're enjoying an Angry Orchard nice with beard us. beard on that guy. That's nice. If you're enjoying one, um, download the Angry Orchard Cider Plus Food app and tell us if if you got the augmented reality to work, <laughs> it costs nineteen ninety nine. But with promo code, no. Uh, so how <laughs> how are the first few sips going down for you? By the way, I hate this. This is extremely sweet. I know. It is not at all dry. I know. So we've they call it crisp apple. Crisp apple. Crisp, you would think, would be somewhat related to dry, but it's not. They don't make an attempt at it. Um, it's We're drinking hard cider. We haven't even really brought this up on cold cans. Right. You're, you've mentioned your gluten intolerance. You have a fridge stocked with hard ciders, so That's we're giving right. this a nice fair shake. It's really bad. It's bad. What do you like in a cider, and what is missing from this? What I like in a cider is the lack of gluten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this doesn't have that. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I mean, my favorite cider is one that has, it's known as like a, um, I think they call it an English style dry cider or something from Schilling um, Cidery, I guess, is what it's called. It has two grams of sugar in a 12-ounce can. This bottle has 18 grams of sugar. Oh, my God. In this 12-ounce bottle. <sighs> oh. That's on the magnitude of nine times the amount of sugar, Joe. I mean, yeah, this tastes... You're you're deciphering the cider. I augmented that reality. I have contacts that that are calculators. Um, And they appear on the label of a beer bottle. (laughs) This is very sweet, almost syrupy. Mm -hmm. The taste is fine, but it's hard to get past that sickly sweetness. I almost suggested before we did the show to split one of these because I don't think we're going to get through this. No, I'm not drinking the rest. I, I'll end up drinking it because I, I, that's right. what I do. It's in front of me. But, man, is it not good. And I think we were talking about this before we started. This, at least in my mind, right there with Red's Apple Ale, this was kind of the start of the cider revolution maybe five to ten years ago. Yeah. Um, 
everybody was getting angry orchards like if you weren't a beer person this is before seltzers went crazy yep um and i remember going okay give me one of these angry orchards and and even thinking at the time like man this is awful it's so it's (laughs) like a wine cooler it's it's sweet and it's shit um seltzers have this beat in my opinion for sure for sure but i think it's an evolution of the same thing of people looking for something what they would deem a little bit lighter than beer. Right. And these, I don't know if you said in the intro or not, but these were introduced in 2012, I think, is when it was um, brought into the market. And we read on the Wikipedia page, it says they captured 40% of the hard cider market in the U.S. Um, and then up to 50% by 2014. Jesus. So it did, I remember it during that time because we were we were in college when it was released and then after college um, when it got up to 50%. But it was super popular. Like yeah. this is was everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then I think the one positive thing it did, or one of the positive things it did, uh, is like open up a market of people who were open to trying ciders. Unfortunately, sure. it created something that was super sweet, and I think maybe turned some people off of cider as well. Um, but it opened up some level of marketing for things that weren't just beer and light beer. Um, and which probably eventually helped lead to hard seltzers and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, is what a lot of people are looking for. Just like not sweet, but gets you where you want to be in terms of alcohol content yeah. and taste. Yeah, I, I like that too. And yeah, they didn't invent the cider to your point, but if it puts it in the public eye a little bit, then you start right. seeing like boutique cideries around like... Yeah, uh, I have Oregon no idea really if the one. cideries I like out here would exist if not for Angry Orchard. That's right, and that's that's nice. I do think collectively, like as a as a John Q. Public, we hop from you know pillar to pillar of sweet knockoff beers. Again, yeah. wine coolers when we were kids, ciders when we were in college, and now seltzers. I don't think seltzers is the uh, end Avengers Endgame to this whole thing. <laughs> I think there will be something next. I don't so know what it is. He's a big Avengers Endgame guy. I love Marvel. I I don't think I don't know what it is that's next, but we'll sure. look back on seltzers the way we're looking back on Angry Orchard and go. Remember that? What were we doing? Mm. Is my opinion because seltzers aren't. Yeah, maybe. Really. Well, I, I just seltzer mean, isn't a new concept. No, it's not. I, I mean the the like zero calorie aspect of it, or, or you know, however many calories mm. the alcohol is, I think is relatively new and will continue to attract people. Oh, um, this has 180 calories in it. Yeah, this is not low cal. <laughs> Sugar and alcohol both have a lot of calories in them. Oh, I know it's <laughs> my head. Oh. Also, Nick, uh, we won't get into too much detail, but Nick. We came upon an influx of like Halloween candy recently, uh, about <laughs> 20 minutes ago. And, uh, and so I was eating some Laffy Taffies, and now I'm drinking this, and I feel like oh. my head's going to, the top of my head's going to blow off into the back of your apartment. <laughs> Woo! Um, maybe the alcohol will balance it out. You know, your body goes into hyperdrive <laughs> when it's trying to uh, process that alcohol, and it'll take care of the sugar. But no, yeah, this is truly pretty tough to drink. Um, it is 5% alcohol by volume, but okay. you, it doesn't taste alcoholic. I think getting back to the point of like why people drank this originally, I think it's because it does, it tastes good, right? Yeah. Like, or doesn't taste alcoholic anyway, right. which is something that people don't want sometimes is, is in taste of alcohol. Yeah. I'll um, give it that. You don't get the alcohol burn at, at all. all. Yeah. At all. It's just like drinking a Mott's apple juice to an <laughs> yeah, extent. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. 
And I mean, seltzer is probably the same, right? Like it's been a while since I've had. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had White Claw or or Truly. Truly. That's the other one. What's uh, the other one? White Claw Truly. There's another one now. Oh, I mean, there's there are a lot. There's like Bud Light Henry's Corona. or whatever. Yeah, Bud Light Seltzer. Lining Kugels, right? Oh, they did like a half one. I think it's like half beer, half seltzer, Ooh, something I'm, like that. Was it, is the beer Summer Shandy? think so that would make sense I forget what they were called but we never yeah got the chance to try them remember when they came out they called them something that had a german name we mm. talked about it in one of the episodes uh intern brian will have to check it out yeah brian uh not that he's around no at the present moment um ah! i forget the point i was trying to make but yeah i it it is tough to drink yeah but this is one of the here, toughest i've had to drink sure. in a long time on this show mm-hmm now, we've taken a month and a half off, so I haven't done anything on this show in a while, but man, this one's laboring. Sorry, what were you saying? Here, you said here. Here, now here, here, here. Here ye, here ye. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> this, this, the, I think the market segment for this is is not us. I think we've had a few of these. We've had Natter Days. We've had Not mm. Your Father, Father's Mountain Ale. That, those kind of drinks where we're not in the market segment. The market segment that they're going for is 16 to 21-year-olds uh, sure. that can find a fake ID and buy this. And that's a huge market segment. Uh, and, you know, all the power to them. It's a nice gateway into alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go very nicely there. Uh, and I'm not going to pick up another one ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. I'll never buy another one again. I did want to come back to one thing I said earlier. Oh, well. Because I know I'll get dragged. Absolutely saying, dumped on. I don't know if Chilling Cider would exist today without Angry Orchard. I wanted to see when Chilling Cider uh, was established. Okay. And it seems as if... Oh, no. This is one website I found. You found I don't this think website? it disproves. I found this one website. I was online again. I don't think this disproves what I said because I think this Angry Orchard helped popularize cider. And if Schilling Cider exists in Seattle, Washington, and the growth and pro- property prices and and everything in Seattle, who knows if it could have existed if more people weren't into cider? Anyway, this says in 1881, Colin Schilling's great great grandfather August founded the Schilling Spice Company in San Francisco. He brought pure natural spices to everyone at a fair price. Today at Schilling Cider, we carry August's core values forward and pair them with innovative cider making. Eh, I guess that doesn't even imply that the business led into the other. So it turns out this source I found online (laughs) does not call into question what I said. But you found a website. But I can't find anything that says when it started. But if it started... Isn't the internet supposed to tell me? Isn't If it started in the late 1800s or thereabouts... I do think if my math is right, and I'm also using an augmented reality calculator, um, I project the calculator out onto my phone. I use augmented reality to do that. Yes. Um, if my math is right, then 2012, when Angry Orchard was was founded, that's after uh, the 1800s when it the is. shillings. You're not wrong. So calling Angry Orchard the gateway into the gateway drug into cider, and it maybe might be was okay. I found another article. I was online again. Found another article from 2014. You went online right between yeah, then and there? I was there the whole time. I was augmenting my reality of listening to my friend talk. 
by ignoring him and being online. So the guy, Colin Schilling is his name. It says he's 25 back in 2014. So that may have been when it started. Who could say? We'll have to have him on the show. Wow. But it's possible that my earlier statement that I had once called into question is, should not be questioned. Says 25-year-old punk had angry <laughs> orchards in yep. college. Yep. And then was like, I can just knock this off and make a buck. <laughs> and make it much better. It yeah, is much well, that's better. Good London that he Dry much, yeah. by Schilling Cider is very good. That's good. Um, so now are you actually still online or... When no, I've get, logged off. I'm ready. You have to, I'm ready off. to engage in a non-augmented fashion. Wow, we we talked about this the other day. You can. We are all on autopilot. We're all augmenting our reality with internet. Yeah, there was something I read. I may have saw. I may have found a website to read this, and it said uh, our brain can process like 15 million things at once. Or, sorry, we have 15 million things stimuli going into us and we're reacting to 15 million of them at any given moment. What about the stimuli coming out of us, Joe? Well, does it offset? It, it, uh, no, it's not a zero sum game. Oh, uh, anyway. So, you know, you're blinking, you're breathing, you're doing a bunch of things, you're reacting to stimuli, but your brain can only at the conscious level process about 40 of them. Right. So the, so 99.999% of what you're doing is just sort of what your body does to survive. Mm-hmm. Blinking, uh, fidgeting, whatever you're doing right now, you know. Opening uh, a new tab. Uh, sure, there you go. But that was the point is then, okay, we had 40 different reactions we could take in any given moment. That's pretty impressive in and of itself, conscious reactions. But we're filling all of those up now with just like our attention span completely being shot by augmenting our reality with internet Mm. such that like we used to put 15 point some odd million uh, uh, things on autopilot. And then we reserved 40 of the most important to, for our conscious level. Now we have like five, (laughs) like and the rest of what we're doing is autopilot, even reading, reading tweets, half of that. You're not even actually consciously doing You're subconsciously reading it. You're going real fast. Yeah, uh, Instagram. You're just swiping. You don't even realize why or how you opened Instagram because you just put that part on autopilot. Yep. And uh, Immanuel Kant would be proud. There is a reality Emmanuel that exists. Immanuel Kant, even <laughs> with this, with this Twitter, I can't even <laughs> uh, define a reality outside my <laughs> learned experience. No, I think he could. Anyway. Uh, what do you think about all that? <laughs> I think it's, yeah. I mean, I think we can all feel that happening to ourselves mm-hmm. in our lived reality. Yeah. And like it, when you said Emmanuel Kant even. Yeah. That just came out. Right. That was unconscious. That was one of the the 30 million stimuli coming out of me. You don't want to know what the other I did want to dig are. in a little bit what exactly you mean by stimuli <laughs> coming out. <laughs> That's one we leave to the imagination. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Uh, okay. Well, that's the end what of that else, point then. What else is new, Joe? I don't know. We, we've we taken some time off. I think we've both been busy. It's mm. been COVID. does feel more optimistic since maybe the last time during COVID that we yeah. did this show. Like It feels like the world's opening up. We're thinking about going to a ball game soon. That's right. That would be really fucking fun. Mariners opening day. Seattle Mariners, uh, they're going to the World Series this year, folks. (laughs) 
they might lose a hundred games. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I have no idea. I'm not a fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fan of baseball. Yeah, getting a beer and a hot dog at the ball. Now game. this is alcohol content. Joey was worried that T-Mobile Park wasn't going to allow alcohol sales. Formerly Safeco Field. Formerly Safeco Field. Yeah. Safeco Insurance. Log online now. Hashtag Safeco Insurance. Promo code Colcans twenty five at checkout for twenty five percent off your annual premiums. That'd be a hell of a screaming <laughs> deal, a great deal. But they mark it up. They yeah, do mark okay, it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was worried that they weren't doing alcohol sales for COVID reasons. People get a little randy. They have a little fun. They're in a little pickled up. I I think it's a fair point. And you said they were were doing that in Texas where they had no limit on the amount of people who could That's be in the right. stadium. But I even think that was horseshit. I oh, think okay. it's just sort of limited. Got so it. you know they normally cut you off in the eighth inning so you can drive your ass home. <laughs> sure. Uh, and te- and you have plenty of time after the eighth inning to <laughs> yes. sober up. Yes. Um. But um, I think they're doing it even earlier to discourage okay. randy rowdy people. Rowdy, okay. rowdy, rowdy, rowdy Piper, rowdy. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that makes sense. What we, yeah, yes. we didn't need to, yes, we didn't need to go down that route. Um, what was that again? Brent Mushberger? Yes. No, that's Yush. Marv Albert. Oh, yeah, Marv Albertsons. <laughs> that's right. Marv Albertsons. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, we do Fatal Bird again. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, that was very good. You know what we should do on one of these episodes? You what? should read Fatal Burt on air. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. If I have it somewhere, I will read through it and then decide whether I'm willing to do it or not. But that would be hilarious. It'd be pretty good. And I don't... That was like before I was doing everything in Google Docs, though. Because if it was... So you only got hard copies in a briefcase somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That my parents have since thrown away. <laughs> um Oh, yeah, that would be funny. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, look up Fail Bert. I'm going to do a segment. Joey's Jokes. Oh, I'm supposed to read it right now? Oh, I Joey's didn't know. Jokes. Okay. I'm going to do Joey's this Jokes. This is separate from Glock's Gripes? Yeah, well, that's when I Because gripe. your gripes are jokes. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Nicholas. You're a joke. I used to do Glock's Gripes. <laughs> now I'm doing Joey's Jokes. So here's a joke. Um, you Damn know how, it, uh, it is in my Google Drive. If you're willing to read Fatal Bert, <laughs> let me tell you Joey's joke first here. You know how some people, they sit down to go to pee? Yep. Well, does anyone ever think about me? I stand up to shit. <laughs> I've never thought about that. It's, how does that work? I don't know. I thought about that this this morning. I was. This is a Tim and Eric thing, you know. Is it really? They have that thing where they have the thing hooked up to their butt and they go to the urinal. Oh, no. I you didn't don't know that. that. No, I was thinking this morning about how our friend Matt says that when it's night time, he doesn't want to turn the light on, so he sits uh-huh. down to pee. Oh, okay. And I was thinking about that, and I thought it'd be funny to say, doing that, I stand up to shit at night. Uh, I didn't know it was a Tim and Eric joke. Now we have to cut all this out. We don't have to cut it out. It's fine. I originally came up with it. Parallel genius thinking is what yes. it is. All right, that's been Joey's jokes. Um, yeah, but if it's dark, why? Why would? <laughs> well, that's it's just funny to say the opposite Got is it. really okay. kind of the extent of it. Okay, no one would stand up to sh- to poop. Right. 
doesn't make any sense. It's not, it's not possible. No. Well, it's possible. In most cases. Um, that's it. I didn't have another joke. Did you have a joke? Dang it. Nick's no, jokes? No, I don't have one. Nick's... Patri's... I know, and there aren't a lot of N words. No. Oh, no. We got to really edit some stuff out. All right. Um, Are you going to read Fatal Burt? Nick's Novelties. Oh, Nick's Novelties is good. There we go. All right. Read Fatal Burt. I'm not going to. It's long. In its entirety. It's long. (laughs) How long is it? Maybe it's some other thing. I didn't even want to open it. I didn't want to look at it. (laughs) So it'll be on our Patreon. Yeah, that's on our Patreon. That would be how we start the Patreon. You got to pay (laughs) $59.99, but there is a promo code at checkout. Nick reading the entirety reading, of Fatal Burt. Okay, it's 11 Google Doc pages. So it's, you know, it's not that long, but oh boy. <laughs> How about, can you give us the first paragraph as a teaser for the Patreon? This is for the Patreon. Patreon, too. The whole time, Patreon, Patreon is there. Yes. Man, almighty. Patreon's on the Patreon. That's right. I need to start my own podcast. Hey, what? <laughs> Can you give us the first paragraph, or do you not even want to? You don't have to. This is so stupid. <laughs> I was even putting double spaces after the periods at this point. You bet. Man. That's what they tell you to do. I'm not reading that. Okay. I'm what, not. the first sentence? You need to get like eight angry orchards in me before I'm reading that. Okay, how about the first sentence? How about the first word? I just closed it. I'll give you the first word. All right. Nice. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you start the story at the first relevant action. As late as you can start the story, it starts with Drake. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I was fully expecting the. <laughs> well, it's a it's a quote. Someone is Drake. saying Drake. Okay. Very good. Very fucking good. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. All right. Angry Orchard is owned by I'm the... Willing, <laughs> willing to read that. It's owned by the Boston Beer Company. Uh, it's got cool logo. There's a tree here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw it. So the tree has a face on it. Do you that's think right. that's what they were riffing off of with Ryan Clark or whatever his name is? Ryan Clark? Ryan Burke. Oh. So he becomes the angry man in the face in the tree. But they don't just superimpose it in that little tiny portion of the logo. That'd be a shame. That would be funny. I was going to say, do you think that's what George R.R. Martin was riffing off of? Oh, yeah, that's right. Nick proudly and boastfully says, there would be no Game of Thrones (laughs) if not for Angry Orchard. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. there would be no Game of Thrones. Now, in my opinion, there wouldn't be any Song of Ice and Fire without Angry Orchard in the cider that they made. And the people of Walden, New York, <laughs> certainly should be proud of what they've brewed. I hope three people I was, will enjoy <laughs> that. I'd be thrilled if three people knew what you were doing there. <laughs> Everyone has listened to the 1997 Packers World Champions Greatest Hits CD. I like that. In your mind, the original source of that is the 1997. Not everybody's listened to Vince Lombardi do his famous stock. No, they've heard it through the 1997. That's not Vince Lombardi. Oh, though. it is. It's like it was like Pete Rozelle or something. Oh, I thought it was Vince Lombardi. The no, whole time. no, it's not. It was like oh. the commissioner of football at that time. So when they won, he said that. I think so. I think that's what it's from. Yeah. Oh, that is pretty good then. And what a reference. 
It's like the opening, I think, to the <laughs> um, leader. I forget what they call it, but it's like Title Town USA, and it was a right. CD that interspersed songs with uh, football game highlights <laughs> right. of commentators. I know and one I listened listener. to that thing about a million times when I was a kid. That's right. I know one listener who's going to know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know three. Okay. <laughs> three I know three listeners. Uh, I, uh, I thought you were going to say it's the first line. It starts with Drake. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. All right. What do we got here? Um, this is Beer good. Company, publicly oh. traded. Right, so this is owned by the Boston Beer Company, who famously makes. Uh, do they Sam make? Adams. Are we sure they make Sam Adams? Okay, they do make Sam Adams. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, fame. Uh, Sam Adams is their flagship, but they obviously um, had quite the heyday in 2014 with 50 percent of the goddamn uh, <laughs> cider market, yes, which is well. pretty nuts. Um, now, if we were better journalists, we would have for you their current share of the cider market, but we do not have that. No, Casey is <laughs> in Boston right now yes, trying to hunt taking, that down. Right. Um, it is in Walden, though, so we should call him and tell him he's got to drive north. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll get back to us soon. He's got a few other follow-ups to have. Um, but yeah, I think I'm nearing the end of this. I said I wasn't going to finish it. I am wow. about to take the last drink of it. It's awful. I already have a headache. Uh, I do kind of like they have a little apple ripoff in their logo. There's one bite out of the apple, just like Apple the phone. <laughs> All right. Nick, do you have... Such a clean bite out of that Apple the phone logo. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I do have I have some news, by the way. 2020, this what's says... Our, what's our thing? Because I've been listening to the Sloppy Boys podcast, and oh, they, nice. have, they have... Booze news. Booze news is fun. I think we had breaking brews. Breaking brews. Yeah, yeah, this is not breaking brews, but it is brews. Okay. So in 2020, this report from BevIndustry.com says, Angry Orchard was still the best-selling cider, um, but it lost dollar sales. Yeah, it lost 10% of its market share from the previous year but it's still i mean it's 10 times the next one on the wow. list 220 million dollars in sales for angry orchard in 2020 who's still drinking angry orchard i don't know Not switching to seltzers i don't know wow yeah Did not that's know that. wild woodchuck is another one on this list which i remember them that being a thing at the same time as angry orchard what's like the top three do you, do you have a list in front of you yep. so the top three are angry orchard bold rock which i have not heard of mm. and strongbow which you do see strongbow quite, not yeah. reds reds is nowhere to be found so that's a beer that's not considered a cider oh reds apple ale, ale. or whatever right man but that tastes sweet and shitty yeah maybe we should do reds then on this show <laughs> we that's should probably less gluten Maybe, yeah, maybe less than a beer. I certainly don't know. Who could say? <laughs> My gut won't know. Don't tell him. Uh, Drake is the first word. Drake. What is it? Can you at least reveal whether that's hip-hop artist Drake <laughs> or is a character in the... It's a character in okay. the story. It isn't... It's fat. It's one of Fatal Bird's friends. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let your imaginations run wild, folks. You're going to yeah. be seeing Drake and Fatal Bird in your dreams, <laughs> you, augmenting your 
nighttime reality. You you won't be able to spit out those credit card numbers fast enough to get on the Patreon. <laughs> we should actually set up the Patreon just, just for three, this. Just as a five part See how many people birth. are willing. Yeah, we'll put it some Table ridiculous read. sum. Like we should, we should do a dollar. A dollar. All right. We could set up the Patreon, and then we I think we should do a table read where people are the characters. Ooh. So you're not, it's not just reading it. We're like so reading we have, it like a- Yeah. I think it's mostly narration for what it's worth, but we oh, could okay. do a table read. Okay. Well, maybe you can- we we'll have to print it, it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we could do like <laughs> produce it. We could do sound effects and stuff. <laughs> that would be fun. It would be a blast. We won't do this. No. Well, I'm about to be unemployed, so I'll have some time to do it. That's true. Do you want to talk it. about that at all? Nah, maybe in a future episode. We've been talking long enough on this one. Let's yeah, wrap let's it up. What, what did here. you think of this? I hated it. It's one of the <laughs> worst um, drinks that we have had on the show. I think so, too. I don't think it belongs on the list. I don't either. I, th- I do want to look at the bottom of the list just to sure. verify that. And we can talk about in future episodes about the possibility of adding something like a cider, which is not a beer. That's right. To the list, um, but not at this time. No, not this time. I, I near the bottom of the list. Bud Light Orange is probably the closest thing. I'd rather have a Bud Light Orange though. Um, the very our Russian radioactive is down to two. Uh, it's ninety nine Sierra Vesa. Man, that's a tough tough spot for Sierra Vesa. And one hundred Palisades Pineapple, <laughs> um, which yes. I do believe was like a top ten beer at one point. I know what's going on down there. Sierra Vesa, we, we didn't it. like, but. It wasn't, I mean, that bad. Yeah, so this isn't anywhere close to those no. two. So they, it goes right into Satan's walk-in cooler in hell. Yep. Um, man, that's something. Well, it was good to do the show again. It was a fun app. Yeah, it's been six weeks. We're back at it on our regular We are. <laughs> and we're back, baby. Every week. <laughs> Get and, that Patreon set up stat. Yep. On Tuesdays, the Patreon comes out <laughs> $1, and you can hear the entirety Fatal no, one chapter at a time, or one page at a time. So eleven of them, you have to pay eleven dollars to hear all Fatal uh, To hear all of Fatal Bird and have access to our latest merch, which we have not made. <laughs> all right, more new stuff from the Cold Cans boys every single six weeks. Bye.